Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. This is the second half of the teaching that was on provision. We're on a car ferry. The ferry, in good weather, has a five-hour five turnaround. So every five hours, you could be picked up and go across the Straits of Mackinac. Personal story. Just before World War II, my father-in-law sold his house in Marquette, Michigan, and he moved to Detroit and found a job there. So he came back to Marquette and picking up his family to take them to Detroit. And he gets at the top of the hill and the car has motor problems. And just then the ferry is pulling away so he blinks his headlights off and on, off and on. And the ferry came back to landing again and he coasted down and they pushed him on the car ferry. So that night, they spent a, uh, the night in a hotel. The next morning, my father-in-law fixed the car and they were on their way to Detroit. You know, the car ferry has quite a setup on the third floor. It has uh, a kitchen. It has, uh, with it, it has uh, a dining area. The aromas coming out of the kitchen were quite amazing. In their upper deck, there was places to lounge and sit. There were many people from many walks of life that were mingling together. There were people who were traveling, families. There was shipping, people shipping things. There was people who were in transit uh, for one reason or another. There were people going to the lower peninsula to find a, a, a specialist, a doctor. There were many kinds of reasons and people there on the car ferry. We're looking to parallel stories telling what's going on in a discussion of the Christian life. We're going through all these stories. We'll be looking at the enabling power of God to save the worst and the best, causing great power to be a part of our lives. Let's continue on. We're talking about provision. We're talking about provision in, in the small group. This is the second week of the small groups teaching. A little bit of understanding of how it works. We give the teaching and then we put something we could call the hot seat. It was just a chair, and we had people surround the person that needed prayer, and we prayed until we felt the person had reached a point where they were satisfied with what was being prayed for. So at the end of every service, there was this opportunity. With Israel, provision began to stop when they stopped serving the Lord. 
and we can have the same problem. But I'd like to go to a truth. Calvary is our provision. Calvary is our provision. In Luke 8, 22 through 25, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they go into a boat, and they set out, and they sail, and he fell asleep. Jesus fell asleep in a squall in, a, in the lake. The boat began to look like it was going to swamp. They were in great danger. And the disciples went and woke Jesus. Master, master, we're going to drown. Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm succeeded. All was calm. And Jesus asked the question, where is your faith? So there's a faith element in what we're doing. He asked the disciples, the fear and the amazement that they asked one another a question, who is this man? He's commanding even the wind and the waters, and they obey him. In Mark 6, 35 through 44, by this time it was late in the day, so the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said. It is already very late. Send the people away to the countryside to buy food for them to eat. But he said, no, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, would take more than a half year's wages and they wouldn't get much to eat even then. How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. And then when they found out, they said, five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus prayed for it, broke it, handed to them, and they began to eat. And they were all satisfied. The number of the men that had eaten were 5,000. I'd like to give you some notes I have on provision. First of all, we need to understand Jesus is our provision. That would be the first thing to take note of. Need is a basis for reaching out to the Lord. When you have a need, you reach. Jesus revealed himself at the point of need. Witnessing us the connection with us, witnessing to us what happens when we believe and obey God's word. Needs are met by the power of his ability to provide provision, provision for us. It's God's kindness to us at Jesus' expense. What happened is there is an impartation. It takes our sin and gives us his righteousness. The opportunity for us to grow up in the Lord. Provision is ours. We have that provision. Being provided for is very important. Make a case study of Paul. Paul is a man bent on destroying Christians and he comes, when he comes in contact with them. He has legal papers that would allow him to arrest and at times even kill Christians. 
Paul's on the road to Damascus. A light shines from heaven, knocks him clean off his horse. And he says, who are you, Jehovah? And Jesus replies, my name is Jehovah Jesus. Some follow through takes place. The Lord comes to Ananias and speaks to him and says, go to this street called Straight, and there you'll find a, name, a man named Paul of Tarsus. And I'm speaking to him, and I want you to go speak to him. He was to give a brief outline of Paul, the rest of Paul's life. He was to receive his sight because he was blinded by that light. He was to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He was prophesied over and baptized. He began to immediately preach Jesus as the Messiah. Provision comes in many forms. Provision is our need for God to act. It's like a priestly ministry. When we understand provision in the Old Testament, we need to look at the cities of refuge. These were cities of refuge for somebody who had not premeditated murdered somebody, but ran to the city for safety so there wouldn't be a revenge killing take place. They weren't pardoned. They were protected. The cities of refuge were a refuge from incorrect punishment, set up by God's mercy so that the laws could be enacted that were fully full of justice and fully full of mercy. When we're born again, we are immediately come into God's standard as if we are living in the cities of refuge. We have a refuge in Jesus. John 3, 7 through 8. You should not be surprised at, at my sayings. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it's come from or where it's going. So it is with everyone that's born of the Spirit. Provision is a right that we have, a covenant right. Isaiah 53, 4 through 7. He was smitten and afflicted and bruised and chastened and oppressed, punished by God, stricken by him, afflicted, and he was pierced for our peace was on him. And by his wounds we're healed. And we all like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He's oppressed, afflicted, Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and a sheep before the shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. Some people have even said that each one of these strokes of judgment on Jesus are a release to us in our time of need. Some would say that the whole of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ was one whole package for us. Some would say distinctly, every one of these needs is expressed in Calvary. Trust the Lord for provision. Provision is paid for. Provision is ours. Take ownership 
of the provisions that Christ has paid for. We need to place our claims on the covenant of Calvary, claiming the victory of Calvary. Some have been so bold as to say the Old Testament has many names, and I do not doubt that the Lord has many names, but just let's explain instead of the names, let's explain what they actually mean. One is, one name is speaking of the new birth. One is speaking of daily provisions in Christ. One is speaking of healing and speaking of health. One is speaking of a place to rest even when life is in a reverse. One speaks of resurrection life and one just says there is more. We do have restoration and friendship with God. His names describe provision. We have authority, 2 Corinthians 5.18. All this is from God, who reconciles us to himself through Christ and gives us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Provisions are found moving from one of us to another. We're connected to each other. It's as if we can have a provision and we can submit it to someone else and they can enjoy in it and even have their own set of provisions from it. Colossians 1, 20 through 21. And through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether things on the earth or things in heaven, by making peace through the, his blood shed on the cross. Once you were all alienated from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior. We need to connect the fact that Jesus is our provision The Holy Ghost is the power of the provision. Not only so, but we ourselves, we have the first fruits of the Spirit, groaning inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sonship, the redemption of our bodies. In another place, there's a definition, Jehovah Shalom, God is our peace. God is a provision of peace and rest in the middle of trials. Noah, in Genesis 6-8, built an ark. It was an ark of safety, an ark of salvation. In the ark was peace and tranquility. Outside was destruction. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. All during the time of this recurring word of provision, story to tell you, I met a lady last night. I could tell by looking at her, her life was full of pain. She could, she could tell me that she had road miles on her. It was easily seen. I know it isn't to be looked at, but she had many, oh, sorry, tattoos. These tattoos at times are considered artwork, but in her case, it was years of rebellion against God. Years of rebellion making her her body 
over a period of years, she was had two husbands, and both of them were in prison for different sentences. She had six children, and still one was living at home. She had just gone through a very serious, intense surgery and was in a state of recovery. She was in a state of remorse over her failed life. She was jobless in the middle of of the group was surrounding her, encouraging her, and began to pray for her. Her countenance was lifted. Money was immediately raised that moment to assist her and to help her. She made a strong commitment to the Lord. In spite of her pain, you could see the joy of the Lord reaching out throughout her countenance. The provision was working mightily in her. In spite of all the pain and anxieties that could be attached to her life, she was hanging on to the provisions of God without too much trouble. You could see an outcome in her life that was more glorious than her past life could ever be spoken of. Peace is God's rest. Peace maintained and present is found in Romans 14.1. Except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling or disputing in any matter. We are called to peace, that is rest. We're called to follow after rest and peace, which is provision. In 2 Timothy 2.22. Flee the evil desires of the youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along these who are called to have a pure heart in the Lord. Jesus is our peace. Romans 8, 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, but I do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. This is a teaching for a small group. The last meeting, the woman told me that this particular teaching, even though she was separated from her husband, gave her more faith to believe God and more cause for teaching over the week's periods that were in the past. Just a comment of how I taught this. I gave three or four sentences, paused and deep briefly, and allowed people to comment all around the room. So it was kind of a long period of time what would have took 20 minutes or less or more probably took an hour. But we were talking about deep things that applied to hearts. And I want to make the last comment. Provision is yours. The provisions of Calvary are paid for. Your problem that you're having today your trial that you're going through, there should be an undergirding of peace and joy. Let me pray for you. 
in Jesus' name, receive peace and joy in the middle of your situation. Peace and joy to reign in your heart in spite of the trial, in spite of the situation. Let peace and joy reign in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.